Hello, welcome to my podcast. It is currently 10.37 and I am drinking my cup of tea. And so if I pause throughout, I'm probably drinking my tea. But yeah, I'm a college student. I just completed my first year and wow, that was crazy. And I wanted to shed some light on some things that we actually go through that is a little wishy-washy. Like for me, I basically failed my first semester, having to adjust to a new area in my health, just rapidly declining. I basically failed my first semester, which is fine. And I think a lot of people don't like shed light on that and are ashamed of that. And to be honest, I am a little ashamed of it, but during the circumstances, it was understandable. I was diagnosed with bipolar 1 and a personality disorder, so I was on and off different medications, trying to find my niche, studying a whole lot for one class, it's concepts of mathematics, and that class really fucked me up. Like, I cannot tell you how much stress that class put me under. And I am determined to pass that class. I think I'm going to take it during the spring semester. But, you know, what can you do? It's, it is what it is. But yeah, along with that, there was just a whole bunch of rocky paths that I took during my first semester. Uh, I didn't really party that often. And a lot of people thought I did, but I really didn't. I went to about maybe three, four parties during that whole semester. And the first party I went to was actually scarred me for life. I was uh, sexually assaulted and that did a toll on my mental health. I just kept rationalizing it like, oh, it was my fault because I drank too much or, oh, it was my fault because I was wearing this or that. And that's really not the case. Like if you are like sexually assaulted it's not your fault at all and it took me a whole year to realize that like well not a whole year it took me to the next year to realize that and fully accept what happened and I'm definitely not a partier like how a lot of people perceive me to be but then again I put up a face of oh I love to have fun oh I'm funny but it's just I put on that mask like I guess I don't really want people to see that part of me and in this podcast I'm letting people see this part of me which is very crazy in my sense like I just can't fathom what it's like for some kids to go through feeling like they're alone because I felt like I was alone a lot of the times like my friends never supported me or this or that because to be honest, I have friends now that support me and who are there for me. But in the first semester, it felt like a competition. Like who's getting less sleep? Who's getting the better grades? Who's not trying hard enough? And who's just better? And that's really important to like realize that that's not, that's not what people look for. I guess during my first semester, I was always a rubber duck. And if you don't know what rubber duck is, in the computer science world, 
you have like a rubber duck and you talk your code to it and it's supposed to make you understand and feel better about or feel more confident in what you're producing but I was that rubber duck for a lot of people people took me as like I was stupid but just because I didn't know as much like I come from a small farm town and my school never really offered much AP credits or anything so I never really had any of that under my belt I was ahead in my school but going to college everyone's at different places and everyone's like oh you'll be on a little playing field eventually like your junior senior year but it's like having your peers so accomplished and so put together and just being this mess is just unsettling in some ways like I always felt like I was not good enough to be their friends and I was not good enough because I didn't know the same materials or I wasn't taking the same classes because I wish I could take those same classes and be with my peers. But it took me a while to accept that it's okay to be behind. And I feel like that mentality was, I was always ahead. I was always considered smart. And then coming here it's to college, it's like, you're not the smartest person in the world. You're not the smartest person at your school anymore. And... I've met so many people at college who are way smarter than me, like way, way smarter than me, but I love them to death. Like, I think it's just the attitude that you put around, put around you. Like, I don't like people who brag about everything like, oh, this, this, this. Oh, I took classes at Stanford before I came here. Oh. I did so much research and I created my own Linux platform. And while that's so cool and all, it's just braggy at a certain point. And the way you say it makes it seem braggy. And it's always just made me feel not accomplished and sad about what I've done throughout high school. Like, and I've done a lot. Like, I was in student council for two years. I volunteered a lot and I always tried my best got straight A's throughout high school except for two B's which I got in my freshman year because I had a concussion um but I just it makes me feel inferior I guess and a lot of people don't talk about this and don't like shed light on imposter syndrome because I got to the college I did because of my hard work and stuff not because I took these classes and I think the first semester really hit me hard because I just didn't feel like I belonged like I didn't feel worthy of being there because I go to a a really selective school I don't want to brag about it but I do and all the kids come from rich families or success or their parents went them there themselves and being like a first generation student lower income like I'd say I'm like middle lower uh income human and having to like fight for that respect in a sense like get back to the partying thing like I have a friend who parties every weekend but they're so highly regarded as 
because they're smart and they're a down-to-earth person. And I feel like I went to three parties, four parties during that semester, and I was automatically crazy. I wasn't trying hard enough. I was this, I was that, but it's not true. It's harder for me to learn these concepts when they don't teach me that. They didn't teach me that in high school. And that's what really bothers me about like the education system as well. But what can you say? What can you do? <laughs> it's not going to get fixed anytime soon, unfortunately. And with the materials that some places get, it's unfeasible. But anyway, it's just really hard adjustments that people will go through. And I would love to talk about this more, but I just don't know what else to say about it. And I guess would need prompts. <laughs> I'm I'm kind of dumb, so well I'm not really dumb, but like I feel like I'm kinda dumb. And that's okay. That's why I'm going to college to become more smarter, I guess. <laughs> but yeah. And then dealing in college with medications being on and off, it was just really hard. Actually, a medication I was taking gave me uncontrollable tics. And trying to learn how to deal with those was very hard because I was just sitting in class, just making noises. And I had to leave. And I'd be like, making noise and flinching. Like, I remember I went to get boba one time, and I almost dairy queened it, like, flipped it upside down, like, whoop. And I looked at the lady who just gave it to me. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And she was like, it's fine. It's, it's very sweet of her. But it just, like, was hard when I was having those things going on. And it was hard to keep my grades up when I was really trying to focus on this one class because I was really determined to learn the stuff because that's something I needed and I still need that class if I want to go down the route I want to but yeah <laughs> it's it's rough it's definitely rough and also just being told that you're not trying hard enough really takes a toll on you like oh you're out partying all the time that's why your grades are so bad it's like no my grades are bad is because like my grades are so bad because I don't understand the material. I never had these things. And a lot of people don't realize that. Like, they're so absorbed in their self and absorbed in what they got and the privileges that they had. And they fail to recognize that other people don't have that privilege. And I mean, it's okay. And I believe that they are good people. It's just having them tell you that you're not trying hard enough when you're already at a fragile state. It's just hard. Like, I've cried so many times because this one person told me that I wasn't trying hard enough or I was going to fail this class because I'm not understanding these concepts and I'm then people shouldn't be helping me learn these concepts. And which is not true at all. Like, I just... I needed to learn somehow, and I just didn't know where to get that help, I guess. 
And coming into my second semester, I learned where I could get that help. I am using my disability resources since I do have my mental illnesses that can really like take a toll on me. And just using those accommodations and using the resources the university provides, like I ended up with a 3.0. And that's a huge accomplishment for me considering I failed last semester. And I guess I try a lot harder and I don't really get the recognition, you know what I mean? And humans in general like seek validation and it's like not a good thing or a bad thing, but it's like, oh, you shouldn't be seeking validation. Like you should only be proving things to yourself. But growing up for me, it was always like, I have to make someone proud. Like I was my, I am the only child of my parents. And so I have to make them proud. I have to give them a reason to be proud of me, even though that's not the case. Cause they're set, they've always told me that they're proud of me. But it always feels like I have to do more. I have to be the best. I have to be a golden child when I'm not. And that's a lot of stress on me. And I know it's a lot of stress on other people, considering they have super strict parents that don't let them have friends or super strict parents that make them study all the time. And I was fortunate enough in the family department because I am adopted. I look nothing like my parents. I grew up in a white area and I'm not white, granted. And so growing up there, it's just like, I always had to prove myself. Like I wasn't just this stereotype. I wasn't just my skin color or I wasn't just my disabilities. I was more than that. And that's what I felt like was harder also on me. And bless you. Sorry, my cat is in my room. Um, what was I saying? Uh, yeah, proving myself. I always felt like I had to prove myself because people only looked at me and saw this and that. My skin tone, my hands, my eyes. And I just guess that I wanted people to see me and not just my looks. And that was always hard growing up because, you know, I didn't look like everyone else. I wasn't like anyone else. I was different. And not in like a, oh, I'm different, I'm quirky. <laughs> like, in a sense of I'm human, I deserve to have common respect. But, you know, I never got that. I was bullied throughout school. I was shoved in a locker. Like, who does that? It's the 21st century. Why would you shove a kid in a locker? Like, <laughs> oh, like, bully me on social media or something. Like, oh, why shoving people in a locker? Sorry, that was a joke. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, it's just always felt like there was just an immense pressure on me to prove myself and prove that I'm worthy. And I'm not just a stereotype. I'm not just an ordinary person who just gets bullied, I guess. Like, 
I always say like you have to be yourself no matter what and if people don't accept that then you're it's not worth it but it was hard growing up to have that mindset when nobody accepted you you only had like one or two friends who saw that and those one or two friends left your life uh, when you graduated because you're mentally ill <laughs> but <laughs> what can you do I'm glad they're out of my life to be honest I they were really bad like for me they let, didn't let me have individuality and they didn't let me be me like I was always at their feet worshiping the ground that they walked on and always there to make them happy but what did they ever do to make me happy you know what I mean they really didn't do much and it's selfish in a sense for me to say that I want validation and it's selfish in a sense that I'm complaining about having these minor I guess minor inconveniences but to me they were like huge inconveniences but considering that there are a lot of people out there a lot worse than me but however like I hate when people use that they're like oh there are children starving in Africa if that's such a huge concern with you why aren't you making a change you know what I mean like why aren't you making a change like we I donate every month to Feeding America because I don't want people to go hungry. I don't want people to have to worry about food when they're homeless. You know what I mean? Like, and to me, community service is something that always made me feel good and always made me feel better. And I feel like I'm such a giving person and yet no one ever shows the same amount of effort to me that I show everyone else. And that's okay. Like, I just might not be able to see it, but I just hate when people suffer or are feeling sad because I go through that a lot. And I don't want people to suffer the way I've suffered before. But it's just hard to explain some of these things. And I've talked to people about my trauma responses and they're like, hmm that's weird and I'm like okay fine whatever because like when someone like yells at me or talks to me seriously about something about me I shut down like I physically shut down and I actually had a my psychiatrist yell at me for shutting down and I'm like dude you're a mental health professional why are you yelling at someone based on their responses you know and it was just very inconvenient. I still have that psychiatrist and I really need to find a new one, but it's just hard because like I live in a different city than my college is in. If you consider where I live a city, I really don't. It's like a small farm town, like a village, I guess. I think it's called a village. Let me check that real quick. Um, I have no idea. I can't find it online. But yeah, and I moved to like a pretty big landmark city for college. So I mean, 
it's a big change. It was a huge change. Didn't see cows. Didn't have to get out of my car to shoe a cow back in the pen. Don't see chickens in the city. <laughs> but, you know, we do see goats. I have seen a lot of goats on campus. Like, they just release some goats into, like, the grass and they eat the grass and rubbish. Or not rubbish, the foliage. The foliage. <laughs> And, like, they're really fun to see, just, like, looking out of this one bridge and just seeing a bunch of goats, and they're, they're just munching. Like, it's like me when I smoke weed, <laughs> to be honest. No, I'm, that's funny. Oh, my God. I'm so silly. Why did I just say that? Oh, well, I'm just quirky, I guess. <laughs> but, yeah, I just weird being away from home and then like when you leave for home you miss college because there's nothing to do around here i have to drive at least 30 minutes to go to like a mcdonald's <laughs> or 30 minutes to an hour to go shopping sorry i have to let my cat out of my room but there's really nothing to do out here and then in the big city i was in there was a literal boba shop down the street and i have a unhealthy addiction to boba which, which is fine it's better than drugs i guess um but yeah it's it's great i'm also drinking tea i know i mentioned that earlier it's a black tea with sugar and milk it's my favorite tea in the world i drink it every single morning um ever since i got home it was also really hard to make tea back at campus because I'm an elitist and I only like my water like heated up via kettle. And we have an electric kettle here, which is it makes do. But like microwave water, like I don't know, it just doesn't hit the same. I don't know how to explain it. But yeah, it's crazy. It's been a year since I graduated high school and I'm back to where I was and it's just hard like being existing in this area like I don't really have friends from high school here uh I have my sister she's great um she's a year older than me actually but she's really not the only person I actually talk to here I just had a falling out with one of my friends because they basically did what my ex-best friend did to me and asked. Okay, this is a really complicated story. So I'll, I'll start from the beginning. So my best friend and I, well, ex-best friend and I, um, were still doing well in high school. Like, we were just about to graduate, and I was taking her down to Florida on a trip with me. And apparently she was, like, crying all the time about me and about how terrible I was to her and stuff like that when I was trying to find my individuality and I was calling her out on her bullshit sometimes. And I'm glad she's out of my life now because apparently she is out doing drugs and alcohol like crazy. But... So after I took her to Florida, she ghosted me for about a month, and I was, like, trying to text her and, like, check up on her. I'm like, hey, how are you doing? We haven't talked in a while. 
and she just ghosted me and her graduation party came up and I wanted I went because I was I thought I was her best friend and the whole time she basically ignored me the whole entire night and I was trying to like talk to her about like talk to her and see like hey are you mad at me what's going on and after that like I was trying to reach out and be like hey what's going on did I do something wrong what's happening and she just kept ignoring me and eventually she texted me saying she doesn't want to be friends anymore because of my mental health which isn't the case I don't think I think it was just because I was finding my own self and I was no longer worshiping her feet and doing all that jazz to keep friends So she sent me a text on Instagram and saying all this stuff about how I'm terrible and about how like I have mental health issues and about how she can't deal with that, and which was crazy to me because I barely ever talked to her about my mental health issues. Like I talked to her a lot when my ex-boyfriend broke up with me because I was sad and I needed that like, I needed that support. But yeah, so she, apparently she's like, oh... I don't have a text anymore because I delete deleted her off of everything. But yeah, so she was like, Oh, you're just awful to me now, blah 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 blah. And I was like, Whatever, you're not worth it. Even though like I sacrificed four years being your friend. But whatever, whatever. I don't care. Um and Oh, back to the way she texted me. She, like, sent me a screenshot of a note she wrote on her phone on Instagram. Not text. And then my mom was contacting her mom. And her mom's, like, her mom's a bitch. I'm gonna be honest. She was telling my mom how, like, I wasn't myself at the party. I was constantly back and forth. And if my medications were working. She's like, "Are are your daughter's medications working? And it's just, like bitch that's none of your concern like who do you like in what right mind would you ask someone if their medications are working like if i were to ask if if her medications were working that would have been a huge no-no right and so like what makes it feasible or what in what mindset do you have to be to ask someone else if their child's meds were working and my mom didn't defend me because she was like oh, trying to listen, and white knight like she always does. And I love her to death, but sometimes white knighting isn't the best. But anyway, like, I was pissed off. I was so pissed off that my mom didn't defend me and how she was basically telling my mom that, oh, I'm too unfit, you know what I mean? And she backed my friend up at all times, you know what I mean? And yet, if my mom were to say the same thing, it would have been hell. All hell would have broken loose. But whatever. That family is crazy. I remember when I was working, um, my one coworker told me that they actually don't like that family because that family is just crazy Karens, which I'm like based that they are kind of crazy Karens. And... Yeah, for sure. 
And so back to what I was saying. So I told you this whole story. And then I had a friend here ask my mother what medications I was on. And they were like, I'm bipolar too. Like I have bipolar disorder too and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, shut up. No, you don't. You've been complaining about like, oh, I think I have bipolar. And I'm like, you need to see a psychiatrist to get diagnosed before you keep telling people that. And they're like, oh, I'm on medication for bipolar and stuff like that. And I'm like, from what I've what I've heard, you're not on medication for bipolar and you're not diagnosed with bipolar. And it's none of your concern asking people what my meds are. You know what I mean? Like if I feel comfortable sharing what my meds are, that's a different story. But having someone ask, like, oh my God, are you okay? When they've never asked me, like they've never come to me and asked me if I was okay. They went to my mom. They went to other people to ask if I was okay. And that just really gave me a bad taste in my mouth. And that's fine. Like, I didn't want that drama anyway. Like, I don't need to have this drama of people just being catty and behind my back. And it's fine, I guess. Not really. I need to stop saying it's fine because it's not fine. But I really thought that this person, like is my friend is cares about me and stuff they're like I only did it because I care about you and I'm like if you actually cared about me you wouldn't have done that you would have kept you would have known your boundaries uh and you would have asked me if I was okay you know like it's not my fault that my medications make tired and you came over after I took my medications and it's just it was just rude in my opinion like there's some things you shouldn't ask about people that are personal like you shouldn't talk about me in that sense you know because I've been there for you and they were saying like oh we can't hold a conversation anymore because it's awkward and I'm like every time you call me you're drunk high hungover and I'm like there's not really much I can say to you like you haven't really sat down to talk to me And yeah, I'm growing. I'm a growing person. Like, I'm finding, I'm having new experiences. I'm outgrowing this town that I live in. And that's perfectly okay if friends grow apart. It doesn't mean that I still don't care about you. But it was just very, I guess, invasive of my privacy. And I told them that that was a red flag, that that was a boundary that they crossed. They crossed a huge boundary for me, especially having um, that my ex-best friend's mom saying the exact same thing. And they knew that. They knew that. So I told them that that was a red flag. And they also said a lot of shit about me anyway to my sister. And she told me that, but I didn't want to get her into that drama. So I just only said the stuff that he asked my mom but anyway what can you do I don't know how good this microphone quality is since I'm using my airpods but I definitely will get a better microphone eventually but for now I'm just gonna use my airpods because I'm a cheap I'm cheap (laughs) um but yeah it's just stigmas stigmas find everything like and people just being invasive I guess I don't know 
I always had trouble with people. And there's some people like I don't have problems with at all, but others that are just they overstep boundaries and that's something like I've really been doing lately as well, like setting down my boundaries and being like, You crossed a line. Like because I used to not do that. I used to let people walk all over me because that's how I was like that's how I grew up doing it, you know, to have friends. Sorry, I'm drinking my tea and I'm having a good time. But uh, what can you do? Like, what can you do about other people? You can't do anything. You just have to worry about yourself. And that's hard, but at the same time, you can only be you. And you can only do things that make you happy and stuff like that. And also, I feel like there's also a lack of compassion and care in the world, which makes me sad in a sense. Because I have a, like, I care about a lot of things. I feel for people when they're going through things. And it's just like, there's not really many people out there that'll do the same. And that's, that's fine. Like, you do need to worry about yourself to a sense. But I just feel like there's a lack of care for others. Like, it's hard going to places and just having someone like, actually look at you asking how are you doing are you okay like I don't have friends that do that you know what I mean and that's okay like it's okay to a sense but I don't know I feel like if people ask that question more often like we could life would be a little better you know what I mean like as humans we are a social creature and we like being around people. I know some people don't, others do. And but humans are a social creature. Um cuz like for me, I'm like a I'm an introvert. Like I might sound extroverted by the way I talk and stuff, but I'm a big introvert and I can be extroverted, but it takes a lot out of me. Like I also do this thing where, like, if I hang out with a friend um, for a little while, like, I will not invite them for a little while to hang out because I need time to recover and I need time to recuperate and become that person that's so cool, so fun, which it is still a part of me that, like, I guess facade that I put on. But at the same time, like, being genuine is something I'm hard, it's hard for me to do because I don't like talking about my feelings because that's what my ex broke up with me for. Like, I was just sad all the time. And that's why my best friend left because she was like, oh, you're too sad. You're too much. You're too much. And I'm like, you literally said the exact same thing as my ex. And now you're coming back and saying the exact same thing that's hurtful and like traumatizing and I was getting help that's the thing I was getting the help I needed and it takes time but it also made no sense to me about how I was so toxic and I was too mentally ill for her when one of her friends was in and out of mental hospitals again not naming names or anything 
but she was in and out of mental hospitals for suicide attempts and I hope she's fine now we don't talk anymore because and she obviously took my friend's side over me but that's fine like if you want to pick sides pick sides I guess (laughs) I don't know I hate being in drama and stuff like that and that girl was so dramatic she's going in for musical theater now but so dramatic and I guess I'm too edgy for her dramaticness you know what I mean because during the end of senior year I started like actually dressing for me and enjoying the way I looked but you know whatever I also got my septum pierced like um after high school so that was fun I'm also getting a tattoo now which is even more fun right like I'm contacting my tattoo artist right now and we've been back and forth like with drafts and changes and hopefully I can get that soon before I go back to my college because um I'm actually going back to take a summer class since I failed my first semester and I'm going back to actually become an RA for high school students who are taking classes through my institution. So that's a lot of fun and I hope I can manage it all. But I think I can. I think I can do it. I have faith. And I feel like everyone should have some faith in themselves, even though it doesn't feel like it. And it may feel so sad and you might feel like the world is collapsing beneath your feet, but you should always have a little bit of faith in yourself. Even if it's not, like, faith um, directed towards the activities you do. Like, just faith in yourself to, like, I guess be there for others. Faith in yourself to do the best you can. Like, you don't have to be smart. You don't have to be rich. You don't have to be all these things. You just have to be you. And that's a huge lesson that it took me a while to learn. And even though, though, like, how corny it sounds, it's... The truth, like, you shouldn't have to, like, put on faces, and you shouldn't have to be something that you're not, and I really should take my own advice here, but (laughs) for me, like, becoming someone who I, quote, am not is not exactly not me, you know what I mean? It is me, but it's just a more outgoing me, and not a more, I guess, intimate or personal me. I I don't know if intimate was the right word, because whenever I think of intimate, it just makes me think of, like, sex. So I mean, like, my, like, personal, personal life. Like, how I feel inside and how I feel about things that other people... Like, I guess it's behind closed doors, the things that are behind closed doors. And that's okay to have, like, senses on, like, putting on some a different face depending on who you're talking to. I call it code switching, which I don't know if it's the right term for. But if I'm talking to, like, the friends that I, like, hang out with and do, like, and I go to, like, concerts with, I talk to them way different than, like, my friends at my college that are really... I guess, pretentious about studying. I don't know. They're not pretentious. They're, they're great. 
But yeah, I think I just want to end it off on that note that you just have to be yourself and you can't put so much high expectations on yourself to do well and to do all this and also to set boundaries. I feel like that's important, especially in this day and age. It's harder to set boundaries when all you want to do is feel accepted because of like the media it makes you feel ashamed about your body or how other people are like this and you just want to fit in when you don't and I don't know like fitting in what's the point you're your own person you don't need to fit in and that's something I wish I knew growing up you don't need to fit in and I wish I believed it but for sure that's something that I feel like everyone needs could take out of it and so yeah oh yeah this was a lot I think I've been talking I've been talking for about 40 minutes now but I think I'm gonna end it soon uh you know I'll end it with a dad joke why are piggy banks so wise I'll give you a minute it's because they're filled with common sense. Ah. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this episode of my podcast, even though it was kind of long and we like really dove into some deep topics. But I promise you, not all topics on my podcast are going to be this deep. Uh, I don't know when I'm going to record again, but I guess this is my first episode, so I don't really need to impress anybody because I don't know how many people are going to actually listen to this this is more of like a diary I guess for me but if you do listen to this thank you uh I hope you liked my message <laughs> but also I'm very sorry about my audio recording because it's probably shit since I'm using my airpods but maybe maybe one day I'll get a mic <laughs> anyway thank you for listening if you did listen, I really appreciate it. Bye.